Sisyphus sucks. So, in our last episode, we met some lovely folks, but today we're going to meet a real nasty dude called Sisyphus. Now, the S-Dog was king of Etheria. The first king, actually. And the founder. I guess if you just declare that a place is now a city, you can also declare it's yours and also declare you're the king. Which is great. I recommend trying that at home. Now, obviously, as a dude who just declares himself king, he's really cool and really amicable to commoners and loves guests and visitors. Except not actually, because Sisyphus just decides one day that anyone who travels to his palace, anyone who's a guest to the palace, he's just going to kill. Because he sucks. So, killing your guests in ancient Greece is considered a dick move. More so then, actually, as Zeus had literally just finished writing his book called Rules for Kings, which includes a section about how guests should be treated excellently and be fed and loved. Now, this was likely written because Zeus finds himself a guest in people's wives' beds frequently, so Zeus was pissed off, which isn't exactly a new thing for the god of thunder, adultery, and throwing little strops. So Sisyphus also had a brother called Salmonius, and he is apparently a wicked king, which is bold because he did the exact same thing that his brother did, which was just rolled into a town, declared himself king. Apparently this whole family tree just kind of does that. So Sisyphus hates his brother, so he rolls up to the local oracle, the Oracle of Delphi. Now she's this whole other thing, but what you need to know is she knows things, and her name's Pythia. Now the S-Dog says, hey, I don't like taking responsibility for my actions, but I do want to kill my brother. How do I do that scot-free? She says, hey, I got it. Real easy. You know what I'd kill him? Just marry your brother's daughter, Tiro, and your kids will totally kill him. And apparently, that is the easiest way to kill your brother in ancient Greece, so Sisyphus decides that's a genius plan. He shows up to Tiro's crib, starts blasting ye old Marvin Gaye from his old-timey jukebox held above his head, and these two fall in love, get married, and live happily ever after. Except not actually. You see, one day... Over breakfast, Sisyphus mentions offhandedly how sweet having children would be. She agrees because she can't possibly imagine her husband planning on making their kids into child assassins to murder his brother. Which, according to Pythia, is the easiest way to kill your brother. So, some time passes, out pops a baby, then another, and the two live happily ever after with their two children. Except Sisyphus one day, through a mouthful of Zeus pop cereal, says, Tira says, what? Says, oh, sorry, my mouth was full. I said, isn't it cool how we have two kids who won't kill your dad? Now, Tira finds this a mite suspicious. Firstly, Sisyphus recently stated how much he hated cereal. And secondly, something about the way their kids were throwing knives at a picture of her dad made her a little bit suspicious too. So Tira, the beacon of sensible decision-making that she is, kills both of their children. Which is funny, because previously, she loved this river god, Enipius, who did not like her back. So Poseidon, the god of the sea, decides that he wants to take a break from being the god of the sea, and take on a smaller body of water. So he disguises himself as Enipius, and sleeps with Tiro, who births her children. Uh, two children, that is, um, of Poseidon. Now, Tiro, the beacon of great mothers, leaves those children on a mountain to die. 
because apparently she just hates children. So after Sisyphus finds his children dead while the ink has Zeus pops, he decides he just hasn't pissed off Zeus enough today. I mean, he literally has no reaction to his kids dying. He just moves on. So the S-Dog, he decides he wants some nice clean water. He wants a spring. And the only guy in town who can possibly install a spring at this kind of late deadline is the river god Asopus. Now, now Sisyphus, he's a tricksy one. He says, Asopus, you know your daughter? Vaguely. I said, well, I know where she is, and I'll tell you if you give me a spring. Now, Asopus decides that's a hell of a deal, especially considering his daughter's location was a secret of Zeus. And he agrees. Now, approximately three seconds after the spring pops up, a man appears in a black cloak with a large scythe. This man is Thanatos, the god of death, who has been sent by Zeus. Now, Thanatos bundles Sisyphus into a black van, puts a hod on his head, ties him up, and throws him in, drives him to a place called Tartarus. Now, Tartarus is basically just a big old pit, Big old pit of suffering. A hell prison. Thanatos leads him in there. He says, hey, you're not escaping. I just got these new chains. Gonna chain you right here. Now these are some super good, just super good chains. So strong, I couldn't even break out of them. And Sisyphus says, well, I don't know about that. You're pretty strong, my guy. I think you should try them on. See if you can break out of them, because, you know, you never know. Thanatos says, that's genius. Well, if I just wrap myself up like this and, ugh, see, I can't escape. Now, at this point, Sisyphus leaves, deciding he's the most genius man who have ever lived. Now, we move slightly away from this situation where Ares is currently stabbing a man. Now, Ares is the god of war and being a bitch, and he's mid-murder when the god of death is trapped in Tartarus, and he frowns as the recently decapitated head starts mad-dogging him. Ares obviously hates that war has no consequence now, and he goes into Tartarus and releases Thanatos, says, God damn, fucking Sisyphus, we need to go get him. We need to just roll up on him right now. So S-Dog is in town, buying some watermelon, and Thanny rolls up and says, Hey, I'm literally the god of death. Are you fucking stupid? Now Tiro, who amazingly is still married to Sisyphus at this point, nods in agreement. She also thinks he's kind of stupid. Sisyphus says, Listen, Tiro, I've got a plan. When I die, throw my naked corpse in the middle of town. And then he dies. Now Tiro is a ride or die, so she does that. Once he dies, she strips him naked, throws him in the middle of the public square. Sisyphus' spirit, meanwhile, goes to the underworld. The underworld is kind of like your biblical hell. It is led by this guy called Hades, the god of the underworld, and his wife, Persephone, a big old sweetie. Now, Sisyphus rolls up to Persephone and says, Hey, Persephone, you seen this bullshit? My wife totally threw my naked corpse into the middle of the square, and I didn't even ask her to do that. Now, Persephone agrees that shit is wild then, and agrees to let Sisyphus' spirit return to the upper world, just to tell his wife off. 
Now Sisyphus does that. He appears to his wife in ghostly form and says, Hey, I didn't even tell you to do any of that. You just did that on your own. I didn't even mention doing the exact thing you just did. Anyway, I'm out of hell. I'm going to go haunt some people. Now at this point, Persephone has left like seven missed calls on S-Dog's phone, but he's not coming back. So he starts floating around. Persephone sends Hermes, the god of messengers, and thieves, and winged boots, and probably UPS, and he rocks up, he picks him up by the scruff of the neck, and says, ah, you come on with me, son, I've had enough of this. Now, he takes him into Tartarus, where Hades is real sick of this guy, tapping his foot, arms crossed, shaking his head like a disappointed father. Now, like everyone else, Hades was sick of Sisyphus's shit. So he puts him in Tartarus next to a big hill and says, all right, I'm going to chain you to this boulder. If you stop pushing this boulder, it's probably going to crush you. And that's not going to change things because you can't die. So you're going to just have to keep pushing that boulder. And Sisyphus looks at it. He's like, that's easy. I could push the boulder to the top of a hill any day. I, I used to do that for fun. You call this punishment? He starts rolling it up the hill. Now Hades, the crafty man, he enchanted the boulder. So when Sisyphus was nearing the crest of the hill, it would roll back down, leaving him to just eternally push this boulder up the hill. Now this was a punishment for a man who was so arrogant he thought he was smarter than all of the gods. Which, I mean, he did kind of get Thanatos to chain himself up, so maybe he's at least smarter than one god. But the important thing is, the moral of this story. All Greek stories have a moral, and the moral of this story is simple. If you think you're smarter than the gods, you could do with being a little bit less bolder. <laughs>